Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is the English summary, a just and a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Maulana Kamrul Zaman Sahab Tamar Barakatuhum, which took place on Tuesday, the 23rd of Jumadul Ula, 1443, corresponding with the English date, 28th of December 2021. Hazrat Wala starts off by quoting the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ad-Dinu An-Nasiha. Thereafter, he goes on to say, This kitab on Taqdeer was, it is the kitab of Sheikh Ibn Atta Iskandari. Hazrat Haji Imdadullah Sahib asked Hazrat Tanwi to translate this kitab and we have this kitab in front of us. I've went through it many times. Hazrat Sheikh Al-Hadith Rahmatullah used to also read this kitab in his majalis. Allah Ta'ala bless us with the fuyuz, the barakat, the uloom, the ma'arif of this particular kitab. You know, we're going through it and we're discussing it so much. It can, even if it goes into 10 volumes, that would be less. That's the amount of tashri we can make just of this one kitab. This one kitab. Now, the author is saying that there are three categories of people that uh, store uh, and keep away uh, meaning wealth in this particular context. And that is, uh, one is the valimin, the other one is the muqtasideen, and the other one is, the third one category is the sabiqeen. So the first category, those who hoard their wealth, the zalimin, those who've wronged themselves, when they hoard their wealth, it is actually because they are miserly, and out of pride and arrogance, and to show off as well, and ghaflat has become uh, uh, overtaken them and is being stamped on their heart. They are overwhelmed with greed and they can just not finish with the dunya because they have so much of uh, greed. Or from all of this, what is established? Their lot is poverty, even though outwardly they seem to be so rich. Outwardly, they are disgraced. Outwardly, they are disgraced, even though they may seem to be very honorable. And from this dunya, they just cannot get satisfied. These people are worse than, uh, they are like animals, rather even worse. They are the negligent uh, ones. So much so that their hearts and their minds don't even allow them to sit and listen to the words or talks of hikmat and admonition. And very seldom would you find such people, their conditions are rectified or their deeds are accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reason for all of this is that that the fear of poverty has inhabited their hearts. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa teaches us, Man sakana Faqri Qalbahu Qalla Ayurfa'alahu Amalun 
that the fear of poverty, when it settles down in the heart of some person, then very seldom would you find his deeds being accepted. So, once we have discussed all of this, we understand so much that it is necessary upon the mu'min that is saved from this type of a situation which those people are, have entered into or have been involved in or they are engaged in presently. That and the, the mu'min that is free and safe from what they have turned to and is spark and pure from that which they are contaminated and mess themselves with, it is necessary for that believer, ayyahmad Allah, that he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has made special for him his bounty and his mercy. And when he sees such people, he should read, Alhamdulillahilladhi afani. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has protected me and saved me from that which he has involved them in. And he's given, given me a great virtue and privilege over many of those that Allah ta'ala has created. So, like how when we see a person in a calamity, and in a sickness in his body, then what do we do? We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protecting us and saving us. And you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you bear witness to the fact that Allah ta'ala has been kind to you. So similarly, if you can understand that as an example, then it would be necessary or more demanding from you that you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he has saved you from the means of this dunya and greed in it. And at that time there, what is actually happening? Allah has tested others other than you in that. Now all of this you are doing min ghayri an without looking down upon them. Rather, instead of looking down upon them, make Dua for them. Let your mercy be overflowing onto them. And instead of cursing them, rather make dua for them. And follow the good example of Shaykh Maruf Al-Karhi rahimahullah ta'ala. <coughs> that on one occasion, he and his companions were at the uh, banks of the Dajla. And his companions see uh, a vessel and a boat and on it there is a group of people that are singing and dancing and they are in complete entertainment and in sin so they say that oh Ustad curse these people nevertheless Sheikh Maruf Karhi lifts his hands and he says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this dua Allahumma Oh Allah, how you have granted them happiness. They, I mean, outwardly they seem to be happy. How you have granted them happiness in this world, grant them happiness in the Akhirah. Nevertheless, they engage him again and they say, Hazrat, but we asked you to curse them and you made dua for them. So he says to them that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them happiness in the Akhirah, it actually means that he would accept their tawbah. And when he would accept their tawbah, it means they'll make a tawbah year. And how would that harm you in any way? Nevertheless, this particular vessel and boat now reaches the banks of the river, Dajla, and the men come out and they go onto one side completely separate and the woman on the other side. All of them gain taharat and they turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. Nevertheless, the long story 
the short of this long story is this that they become the greatest abids and zahids the ones who carried out the most ibadat and were most abstinent from this dun- dunya with the barakat of the dua of Sheikh Maruf Karhi. Therefore, whenever your gaze falls on people who are in sin, then know well that they are under the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and some taqdeer that has been passed over them and this Mashiyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he had wished for them has come into existence and into play. Nevertheless, this is how you should think that listen, this is what has happened to them. And if you don't do this here, understand that that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's side. It's not for them to think that, it's for you to think that. And if you don't do this, it is greatly feared that you may most probably get involved in the very same sin. Therefore, he goes on to say, Sheikh Abul Hassan goes on to say, Have honor for the believing people even though they are sinful. Command them to do good, prohibit them from doing evil, and separate from them in a loving manner, not in a manner of arrogance. And he goes on to say, لَوْ كَشَفَ عَنْ نُورِ الْمُؤْمِنِ الْعَاصِي لَتَبَقَ مَا بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ that if the nur of a sinful believer is opened up and it escapes his heart and it comes into this dunya, it will fill the atmosphere between the ground and the sky, the heavens. So then tell me if this is the case of a believer who is sinful, then what is your take and what do you actually think about the nur of a mu'min who is obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is sufficient for you to honor them even though they are negligent, even though they are negligent. This is sufficient for you to honor them. What is sufficient for you to honor them? This call and this verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter, we have made inheritors of the kitab, the Quran, those who we have chosen from amongst our servants, from amongst them are those who have wronged themselves, and those that are in between, moderate, and and those who have surpassed all others in good deeds with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now from this ayat, look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established for them that they are his chosen ones despite their zulm, despite their sin. And he did not take them out from the category of being his chosen ones. And he did not take them out of the category of them inheriting the Quran. He chose them on the basis of their iman. Even though they were wronging themselves due to sin. For subhanallah. Glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His rahmat is so vast and His grace and His bounty is so great. Therefore, understand. Okay, let's carry on now.
<coughs> so that's the first category. The first category are those who wrong themselves. The second category of those people who hoard and save up uh, their treasures and the dunya things are the muqtasideen. Those people are actually storing and saving up their things not out of pride and not to boast and show off. Ra- rather, they understand themselves to be weak in certain aspect, therefore to put their hearts at rest. They keep that and to remove the whisperings from their heart and so that their iman can be in place and so that their yaqeen cannot be shaken. So because of their weakness, they uh, gather. Nevertheless, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions Al-Mu'minul Qawi khayrum indallahi min al-mu'minid da'if wa fi kulli khayr. The strong believer is better in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the weak uh, believer and in every sense, in every good as well because the strong believer has his gaze on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly and the weak believer has his gaze and his trust on uh, materialistic things on the asbab. Nevertheless, we go quickly and we run through this here. We come to the third type and that is those who are uh, surpassing sabiqeen bil khayrati bi idnillah with the permission of Allah they surpass all others in uh, virtue and in khayrat. They are the people whose hearts are free from everything aside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from all obstacles, from everything else. And they run to Him because there is no obstacles whatsoever. So they are directly in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَطَّ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ On that day when wealth and children will be of no benefit except for the one who returns to Allah with a sound heart. وَأَنَّ الْقَلْبَ السَّلِيمٍ The sound heart actually is هُوَ الَّذِي لَا تَعَلُّكَ لَهُ بِشَيْءٍ دُونَ اللَّهِ It is actually for that person who has no relationship with anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He lives in this world, he meets with people, he has to carry on with life, etc. But his relationship is directly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so this is piety. Piety is in the heart. What can I tell you about piety? Hazrat Wala goes on to quote the waqia of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, on one occasion when he entered the Jama Masjid of Basra and then he seen people sitting on chairs giving waz and nasihat and then he started telling them you stand up, you go out, you go out I mean who gave you the permission to do this? From all of this we understand that giving nasihat Admonition is no ordinary simple thing. It is something major and something great. The whole Quran is admonition. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's hadith is waz. It is admonition. It is nasihat. You know, we went on one occasion to Islahul Muslimin Jalsa. Hazrat Mawlana Habibur Rahman asked me on that occasion, spoke, and he spoke only for three minutes. 
In all of that, I can just tell you, put it to you in one sentence. He said that whenever you quote the hadith, make sure that you know the narrator of the hadith. What was he actually trying to say? Understand well what you are passing on. Do not say that which Rasulullah did not say. You know a person who claims to have a certain type of a lineage or to be in certain type of family, then he should make his abode Jahannam. Similarly, a person who quotes that which Rasulullah did not say, he should also make his abode that of Jahannam. So this here is something great. When a person sits down and he's giving a lecture, it is not as easy as that. He, uh, at that time, he is actually under examination. He is under imtihan. You know Abu Huraira, radiyallahu ta'ala an, sahabi of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He would quote the hadith and then he would come to call Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and then he would fall unconscious. And then he would say, Qala Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Nabi said this, he was saying the correct, but he had in his mind the reprimand, he had in his mind the warning of Rasulullah regarding the person who puts words into the mouth of Rasulullah meaning quotes Rasulullah as saying something which he did not say. They were so fearful of that. Now this Nevertheless, he comes to Hassan al-Basri in the masjid and he says, he sees the signs of piety on him and he says, I want to ask you a question. If you answer it and if you pass this examination, actually he was saying, Hazrat says that I don't even use these words, it doesn't even come onto my mouth. But he took the interview of Hassan al-Basri, who we know as Sayyid al-Ta'ifa, such a great person of such a high caliber. So he says, yes, ask. And he asks him that, what is the foundation of this deen? And he answers so beautifully, Hassan al-Basri, al-Wara'ah, it is piety. And then he goes on to ask him, what is the destruction of this deen? And he answers so well as well, he says, it is at-tama, it is hopes, having hopes in people. Attaching your hopes in people instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Tanwi rahimahullah, Hazrat Gangoi rahimahullah, all these great giants and luminaries went for wara. They went for piety to Hazrat Haji Imdadullah. On one occasion, Hazrat Gangohi comes and they are in the khidmat of Hazrat Haji Imdadullah and he says that we are leaving Monana Yaqub Sapia and we're carrying on. Nevertheless, he says, yes, okay, he can stay with me in my company, but listen, on condition that he doesn't speak. Now look at that. What a great imtihan. A person who Sadar Mudarris, the chief and head Ustad at Darulum Dioban, knows Quran and Hadith in and out, is lecturing day in and out, to tell such a person to remain silent is definitely a great examination for such a person. Nevertheless, Hazrat Gangohi Rahimahullah leaves, and on his way back, when he comes back, Hazrat Hajim Dadullah says, You left this Molisap here, but whenever people came, before I could even speak, he was speaking, what, what do I do? Nevertheless, such a great person, Hazrat Maulana Yaqub Sa, but when he handed himself over to a Sheikh Kamil, a great spiritual master like Haji Imdadullah Rahimahullah, then he takes him from stage to stage and he lets him reach the highest pinnacle and levels of piety and spirituality. Nevertheless, when he was there, Hazrat Haji Imdadullah scolded, reprimanded. But when you hand yourself over the, to, to the Sheikh, then you have to also listen. 
ही इज मेकिंग योर इस्लाह एंड सुनना पड़ता है यू हैव टू लिसन टू दिस वट ही सेंग एज वेल अल्लाह सुबहान गिव अस द तोफ़ी एंड द हिदायत ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड रेकनाइजिंग दिस ट्रू पाथ टू अल्लाह सुबहान यू नो पीपल गेट वारिड एंड से ओ वट्स गोन हैपन एंड वट विल डू एंड इफ दिस हैपन्स एंड इफ दैट मौलाना शाह वसीज टू से दर हजर तानवीज टू से to the people mutu an qabla an tamutu why are you practicing on die before you can even die meaning that calamity hasn't even come that sickness hasn't even come you talking about the time of sakarat and death and you have you are overwhelmed you are overtaken completely you know you have even lost your senses now because you've taken it to such an extreme what will i do and when this happens what's going to happen and this happen what's going to happen he says why are you doing all of that why are you bringing the calamity to you before it is even come the day it comes when you come to the bridge you cross it so nevertheless sheikh ibn ata askandari has written well and we should protect our minds and our hearts when it comes to sinful people and to sinners and we have to orientate ourselves beautiful dua hazam al siddiq bandwi was given this particular dua by hazam al shah wasullah sab the dua is allahumma tahhir qalbi an ghayrika o allah purify my heart from all others from everyone other than you wa nawwir qalbi bi nuri ma'rifatik and put the noor of your recognition in my heart hazrat maulana mohammad ahmed sahab used to quote an, uh, an incident and he would say that on one occasion there was severe drought and this person was laughing and clapping hands and singing and he was going so somebody asked him that what's wrong with you people are dying out of poverty famine drought and you so happy He says what do I have to worry about my master who owns me he has got two or three storerooms filled with wheat a buzruk a wali of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heard this he let out a screech and he falls down unconscious what was it all about ya allah if this person has got so much of yaqeen in his master how much more of yaqeen and trust should we not have in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is for this reason hazman al shah wasiullah sahab used to say adorn yourself with two qualities and you'll achieve everything one was tawakkul put your full trust in allah and your relationship with allah will be rectified and corrected and he would say humble yourself when you are with people your relationship with people would be corrected so ila rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked regarding that amal by means of which people would enter into jannah abundantly nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said taqwallah wa husnul khulq the fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and good character so taqwa these are fundamental qualities even if we don't have these qualities in us but takalluf let's try let's push these qualities within us L- let us 
try even if it is difficulty and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy and give it to us as well now let us make dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah ta'ala makes it easy for them to walk this path Allah ta'ala make our islah whether it is internal or external in our all our limbs of our bodies our eyes our ears our tongue every part of our body Allahumma inna nas'aluka tawfiq limahabbika minal a'mal wa sidqa tawakkuli O Allah, we ask you for tawfiq and inspiration to do those a'mal which are most beloved to you. Hazrat Hakim Ifhamullah cried on the demise of Hazrat Manah Shah Wasiullah and he said at that time, now who will teach us du'as like this? And in example of that, he gives this particular du'a, Allahumma inni as'aluka tawfiq alimahabbika min al-a'mal wa sidqa tawakkuli alayk wa husna zhanni bik. Nevertheless, Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq and hidayat of making amal. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.